Welcome, everybody. It's time for a Fantasy Alarm NHL DFS podcast. My name's Andrew Dewhurst. Uh, I'm joined by Chris Murray. How you doing tonight, Chris? Not too bad, Andrew. How about yourself? Oh, not too bad. We got the night off from, from hockey with uh, Calgary's COVID situation. So, you know, it's nice to get a day off here and there. We got, what is it, 10 games tomorrow night? 14 games tomorrow night. I guess we just crammed them all into one. There, there's really, there's really no middle with the NHL schedule makers. It's either all or nothing, right? Feast or famine here, and uh, I, I mean, we, we're gonna feast. That's what it's gonna be. Yeah, I, I, I mean, when they say it's a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday league, you know, I guess they meant that, right? Uh, as it's rare that we're seeing less than ten games on any of those days. So gives lots of variance in DFS contests, lots to think about. So let's go ahead and, and take a look at it. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have implied goal totals yet, or at least I haven't seen them. But we can look at a couple other things. So starting, we'll start with goalies because, I mean, that's typically... I, I mean, why, I like why not, right? <laughs> yeah, get into it right away. So based on goals for, so the team scoring the least uh, that are on the slate tomorrow night, we've got Montreal... Facing Pittsburgh, Montreal scoring one point, one and a third goals a game. We've got Boston at home against Vegas scoring 2.17. Buffalo also scoring 2.17. They've got the Jets. Uh, and you've got the Oilers at 2.17 as well, uh, taking on the Maple Leafs. So Tristan Jari isn't going to come cheap tomorrow. If it's Jari, I assume it's Jari. You're getting a pretty good price on Robin Leonard, which based on this information makes that look pretty good. And then you've got uh, Connor Hallibuck against Buffalo. And I assume you're going to look at um, probably be Jack Campbell taking getting getting the Oilers tomorrow. I don't know about you, but I'm definitely, I definitely, I lack the internal fortitude to be willing to play anybody, take any goalie against Edmonton. But I think the other three I, I'm definitely more interested in. I'm definitely going to end up with a lot of Leonard due to how he's priced because he's sub 8K on both DraftKings and FanDuel. I think that sounds that sounds pretty fair. I'll, I'll say this about Jack Campbell, right? Like for the Leafs in general, it has not gone well, right? Like they are just bleeding goals right now. And we're like... I feel like, yes, Edmonton has struggled, but if there's one team I'll bet on, like, you know, getting better, it's going to be the Edmonton Oilers, right? Like, I'm not afraid. Like, at any moment, McDavid and Dreisaitl can just wake up and then just terrorize um, the entire league, which is what I'm expecting them to do tomorrow. We kind of get them at a discount here. McDavid is sub 9K, which is kind of uh, wild when you think about it. It hasn't hit the shot. Uh, bonus in a couple of games here. He's come close. He's still getting about four shots. Uh, he's got four games without a goal. Like the man is just waiting to destroy something, right? Um, and it could be the Leafs defense, um, especially if Justin Hall continues to skate. So I I think from that standpoint, I'll stay away from, you know, the Leafs goaltending situation. Going down, the, the player that you mentioned that I think makes the most sense is definitely Robert Leonard, right? And like you said, I mean, Boston has kind of struggled, right, to score goals. Kind of weird to see Boston and Buffalo in the same conversation when it comes to scoring. 
Um, Leonard's been kind of up and down here, right? He hasn't faced a ton of shots. I think the Vegas Golden Knights are a good defensive team. The numbers don't lie either. His numbers are not very good. How much of that, a lot of people are going to say, oh, that's maybe the beginning of the season here. I mean, he gave up four against Minnesota. He was not good against Dallas. Didn't face a ton against Calgary in the win that he got. He gave up a bunch against Anaheim, and then he was, I guess, solid against Edmonton. So we're not really sure what you're going to get from him, but sometimes it's not really good. But again, I think at that price tag, I'd be more than willing to at least consider it. I want nothing to do with the Jets goaltending situation. I don't want my heart broken again. So I'm I'm just going to not go down that route. I'm not going to spend $8,400 on Connor Hellebuck. It's just not going to happen. The Jets beat uh, the Jets beat Seattle. Good for them. Seattle's barely a team, Uh, but I'm not going to get involved with Connor Hellebuck. Forget it. And then, like you said, I mean, Tristan Jerry is he's elite. Um, and he's taking on an AHL team in the Montreal Canadiens. So if that's the route that you want to go down in cash games, there's absolutely no issue with that. Kind of hard to argue why you wouldn't play a goalie who's got a sub two goals against average and a 934 save percentage. So, I mean, hey, if that's the, again, if that's the price route you want to go, if you're not paying up for one of the top centermen, might as well pay up at the most secure position, which is Jerry. And yeah, it, roll it, with it. In cash games, like 100%. Like, I don't see... Yeah, Montreal's not going to generate enough shots here to even make that a GPP value. There's no way they're getting to 35 shots here, running out some of the lineups, you know. When you have Matthew Perot on your top line, you're you're not going out there for shots, right? You're going out there because, you know, he's got a pulse, he can breathe. Um, The right side of, you know, the Habs' right side is just absolutely battered. Uh, nothing is working for them on that side. So they're just going to go out here and put on a bunch of bodies that can breathe uh, and run it out. So, yeah, no, I, I would not consider him in a GPP. I I just don't see the upside to where he can get to that price point. Yeah, fair enough. Looking at other goalies in this slate, if we're going to base it a little bit less on what the, on who's not scoring, if you will. I mean, uh, I think you take a look at Bobrovsky, or Knight, they're both so low priced. And I, I get Ottawa's been scoring goals, but at the same time, on DK, when you're in the low 700s, that's hard to pass up. Essentially, like Florida's likely to win this game, and Ottawa shoots enough to give you some decent value. So, in like in a GPP, you'll probably see 30 shots, maybe 35 if you're really lucky. So, like, I don't mind that to to cash in some of the savings there. I mean, even if it's Spencer Knight, I don't know. They've both been kind of all over the place, it seems. But Florida's hard to pass up on because they win so many games. It's definitely a game they should win. They're in. They're at home. So, yeah, that price is just hard to pass up, even in a cash game, just because like you can feel pretty secure about the win. So I don't hate that. Otherwise, there's not a ton here that's, like, below 8,000 that I'm too interested in. I'll stop right at the AK mark, right? We talked about it earlier, a little bit off air, right? Thatcher Danko, yeah. right? All of a sudden, yeah. the, Van- the, the the Vancouver Canucks have gone from being absolutely trash to elite since Bruce Boudreaux took over. They're playing some inspired hockey. They've given up only five goals in three games, which is very no, sorry, uh, five goals in four games, which is very, very good. Demko has won all four of those games, and he's 
he's had to face some shots still. Not every game has been easy. He stopped 35 against Boston, stopped 34 against Winnipeg. So he's had to come out here. He's got a shutout in there as one. Had a very tight game against Carolina against the Carolina Hurricanes as well. So for me, the 8K price tag is, I mean, fair, right, to recency. I mean, there were times in life where you can get them at $7,200 and stuff like that. Yeah, but those are not the days, right? Unfortunately, that's not where we're at. So, to, to me, I think there's at least a conversation to be had here. The Columbus Blue Jackets are not a very good team. They bleed goals. Um, they've scored a little bit of late, but I'm not, I'm not really banking on them being able to do that, especially not with the way the Vancouver has been playing. This is not a team that's getting run out of the building anymore. They don't look completely lost when they play. Um, so I would be more than comfortable with being able to rock him here. Again, I'm not expecting Columbus to go out. I know they've scored, you know, they scored five against Seattle. Good for them. They scored four against Toronto and everybody's scoring against them. And magic happened where they scored four against San Jose. Um, so I'm not, again, I'm, I'm not worried about them. I'm not worried about that spot. I'd be more than happy to have Thatcher Dam going to GPP. And if I want to get low ownership at him in a cash game, because I don't want to pay up for Tristan Jerry. I mean, that's, you know, that's one way to go. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Taking a look at the teams that are giving up the most goals right now. So Flyers sitting on top here, four and a half a game. They have the Devils tomorrow. Uh, the previously mentioned Buffalo Sabres, they're at four and a third, taking on the Jets. Toronto's giving up 4.14 against the Oilers. Or uh, Detroit's giving up 4.14 against the Islanders. And Colorado giving up four, and they have the Rangers. I think the Jets are probably the most obvious play here, right? Like, I don't think you're going to see a ton of resistance from the Sabres. I like the Devils. Um, it's just I feel like the pricing on them isn't great. Like, there's definitely some guys there, like that you're gonna that are gonna have be in the right places at good prices. Guys like uh, Sharon Govich, who's like in the 3k range playing with Jack Hughes in the top line playing on the top power play. But if you want to go like, like Jack Hughes, I think has points four of his last five. He's in the 6,000 range, which is a little high for how often he scores goals. Sorry, it's 5,100. That's a little more palatable. Dougie Hamilton's still 7,400. Um, but he obviously has that high, super high shot floor, even if he hasn't hit the bonus and, you know, the shot bonus in four straight games. Um, so I don't mind, like, taking a look at New Jersey. I just don't know how much I want to focus on New Jersey in that matchup. Um, I mean, this could be the recipe Edmonton needs to break out. We talked about that a little bit. Um, and I suppose, like, the Islanders have just looked slow. So, like, even with Detroit giving up more than four goals a game, I don't know how much I want to get into like paying for the Islanders. Uh, and then, but I do think the Rangers can make some sense. We know the Colorado's goalies have been bad. So, you know, putting up, you know, taking a shot at some of the, you know, the top Rangers players to, uh, to be productive tomorrow. It's definitely something I think can work out. Um, but, you know, I guess it's a matter of like, how much do you want to pay when you consider like, 
who you're getting and you haven't seen a ton of like shot floor from any of the Rangers this year. I think that's that's pretty fair, right? If if I mean, here's the thing with Winnipeg, right? Like has Winnipeg disappointed us before? Yes. Can they disappoint us again on Tuesday? Yes. Um for me, obviously I'll have Kyle Connor in there. I think that's a it's it's a money spot for him. And if I'm getting him at seventy four hundred, that seems like a broken price tag to have him. Yes, he's had a couple of games where he struggled here, but the only game where I would which is the one where he had one shot on goal against Carolina, right? You look at that, you say, Wow, that's a letdown. I mean at what the Winnipeg Jets scored eight goals against the Devils back at the beginning of the month. He had one shot, one assist. And you're like, okay, well, you know, just a broken clock is right twice a day. That's unfortunate. Outside of that, he's been pretty much money, right? Even when he yeah. didn't hit the shot bonus against Toronto, goal, a goal, one assist, he gets there. Against Seattle, two goals, six shots, easy money here. Three points as well against Vancouver. Vancouver, again, playing very, very well. He's in on all three goals that, that, that his team scores. Gets the shot bonus as well. Gets the point bonus there, right? Because he's not out there to block shots. He's just money. So to me, it's it's a really easy decision. I'm going to have Kyle Connor in there. And, you know, the rest of that lineup can kind of figure it out, right? And we were building it a little bit before. Sure, if Mark Shifley finds his way in, cool. I'm not going to go out of my way to try to plug in a player who's averaging two shots per game over his last 10, regardless of what the matchup is for there. Um, for the Devils, I think it's kind of interesting. Um, I, I don't know how much I want to pay up for Jack Hughes, and I don't know how much I want to target that top line. I kind of want them to stay away from Kateria's line, which I still think is going to get in there. But you're absolutely right. The Flyers are just bleeding goals and shots. They can't stop anything. Like Max Pacioretty just single-handedly dominated them right when 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 he finished yeah. with 10 shots on goal so i'm looking at players who i can kind of get a little bit of value on it that second line is where i seem to fall on a lot of it right jesper brought is there he's got 12 points in his last 10 games shot volume is fair it's not great but i mean he's he's riding here a a five game point streak i think for 5400 dollars i'll take him in there dawson mercer is the one that i like here for 3900 dollars at a plus matchup the points haven't necessarily been there over the last 10 shots haven't been there as well. I think this is a good, a good spot for him, right? The flyers are just not good. He's going to get his opportunities to, you know, generate some offense. He's on the second power play unit, which I think is fine. I'll be more than willing to allow him to go out there. Um, right. You mentioned Dougie Hamilton earlier. I think that's a case where he may get forgotten on such as a large slate, right? People are going to look at his recent yeah. contribution to the league and say, eh, I might spend up elsewhere. And that's fine. Yeah. I'll let somebody yeah. else with that rep. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people don't like spending up on at defense. And I understand that. that right. right. That's fair. Especially right for especially for somebody like Dougie, right? Like he's like like you said, right? Like he can do a lot of things. Three point six shots for a defenseman over the last ten, really good. For Dougie Hamilton, we're like, meh. Like yeah. What else? You know? He's only got five points in his last 10. He's a minus six. So you're like, well, you know, what's going on? 14 block shots. Nothing great. So I think that's where a lot of people are starting to get a little bit frustrated with him, right? And we haven't seen his price tag really go up there. It's been a tough four games for him. But the Devils are not an offensive team. They don't score a lot of goals to start with, right? And you look at their last game against Philadelphia that they played, you know, earlier in the year, 
I mean, it, it, it last week, actually, yeah. last week, I mean, Dougie was basically invisible. Yeah. He's basically invisible. He didn't do very much. He had two shots on goal, a block shot, nothing else. And the Devils only won three, nothing when he thought this game could absolutely be a blowout. So at the end of the day, I think some, if for me, my exposure to the New Jersey Devils is going to lay in that, in that second line, mini stack somewhere with Mercer, somewhere with Brat. And I'll be again, more than happy to have that type of, you know, mini stack. If I want to go that route. Um, you're absolutely dead on though about the Rangers. I think people are going to forget that they exist. Um, maybe if Colorado pops a couple of early goals, that's a good, you know, good game script for them. They're going to kind of go out there and play and, you know, be a good team to play against. The only thing I don't like is this game is in Colorado. I don't like that they're on the road. I don't like that they're up in elevation, but I can live with it if I go that route. Um, that's fair per se. For me, though, the one player that I feel like is just that we're we're just gonna keep forgetting, and for no reason whatsoever, uh, because it shouldn't be. San Jose is taking on Seattle. By the way, Seattle is just a dumpster fire of a hockey team, right? And they're proving it. Right? They're they're not good. They are not a good hockey team. Teal Meyer got a discount, so that's kind of cool. Um, I like when DraftKings gifts me uh, certain things here. He has been floating around the seven K mark here. Um, he didn't hit the shot bonus against Dallas. He was $7,100. And then, you know, he had four shots. So he still had two assists, which is kind of nice. Uh, Timo hasn't scored in like five, five plus games, but he's, you know, he's shooting the puck. He's picking up points, which is all you really need from him. Now he gets Seattle. This game is at home for San Jose. So all of this is, you know, stuff that we like to see. $7,200 for a player who, shoots the puck a ton here. He's got 47 shots in his last 10 games. He's got 100 shots on the season already. I mean, my lineup starts with Timo Meyer and Kyle Connor, and then I'll figure out the rest, right? Like, I'll figure out whatever needs to happen. There's more than enough value on this slate to be able to fit in some players with some high ceilings. And he is he is one of them. He is a, a really high, a high floor. His ceiling can be probably double or triple the value that you're estimating for him. Um, I have no problem plugging him in here. Yeah, uh, I think that's a good a good call out. Like, Seattle didn't get mentioned in the previous list just because there's a lot of teams giving up goals right now. But they are giving up, like, Seattle's giving up four a game, which definitely puts him in that conversation, which is, you know, at the odd time of being, like, seventh worst in the league. Like Colorado, Arizona, Seattle, all giving up four a game. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, definitely. I think you can look at San Jose. I think you can play Meyer. I think you can play him with probably Logan Couture. I don't think Couture has been all that expensive. If you're looking to to stack the game, um, just verify that. Yeah, forty four hundred, which essentially offsets uh, Meyer's cost. So, that's definitely not a bad way to go. Um, the only, like the thing I do like about the Rangers and I think which typically makes them an attractive play for me is that I don't know, like one land discogs out for, uh, for Colorado, but like, which line are they going to, are they trying to shut down? You know, is it Panarin or is it going to be Zabinjad? So like that I mean, kind of parody, you have to think it's Panarin's line, right? I would think that, you know, Zibinijad's I mean, you don't want out. Panarin to run, to run wild like that. That's true. Not what I'm looking at. Um, 
But at the same, yeah, I mean, like, Zabinic has only got 21 points in 27 games. Still, and his price tag's a little higher than I'd like. Like, 6700s a lot for a guy with that kind of production, whereas, like, Panarin's got 32 points in 27 games and is two, like, 7100 So you're going to have to, I mean, obviously each has considerations. Um, but Panarin's had a lot of assists, too. So, like, the streak looks good, you know, four to four points at four to five but last only two two assists in the last three games versus uh three goals in the two game plus seven points and three goals in the two games before that which were both against chicago so pick your poison i suppose right like you can pick either i guess you could pick both if you really wanted to take a big shot at the rangers because they're gonna both be on the top power play so you get line one, you get line two, you get the power play to put them together. So, yeah, you, you can definitely look at that. I mean, from a value perspective, New Jersey's going to be the best value. I think that's hard to deny. We're seeing some – I went through, tried to look at uh, who you're getting good, va- good values on at center. Um, I'm seeing really – so when I – and I guess to be clear, when I talk about value on DraftKings, I'm talking under 4K and typically under, like, 4,400, 4,500 on FanDuel. Um, so when I look at those players, I mean, you're going to get Elias Patterson at 3,900. He scored in his last game. You get Vincent Trocek at 3,800. With Ajo out, he's going to see more minutes for for Carolina. Um, those are both pretty nice value plays. Uh you know, you get Tim Stutzler, who's been playing much better in Ottawa, at 3,200. So those are all definitely in play for me if you're looking for value at center. Uh, any values for you that stand out in that position? Uh, I mean, sticking with the Vancouver Canucks, right? Brock Besser seems like a pretty good bet there. He's gone out and he's oh, done. just that center, though. Oh, just that center? I mean, I mean, center, here's what I've been doing a lot of lately, and, and it's worked for me, and I'm not sure if this is a trend or if this is going to get better or worse. I've started to pay down at center. And by center, for me, paying down is in the, you know, below 5K or in that range somewhere. In the, yeah. in the 5K range, you know, I'm fine with that. Um, I'm not really too worried about there. Uh, Logan Couture obviously stands out. He's $4,400. Doesn't do a lot shooting wise, but Timo Myers touching the puck. Logan Couture is probably giving it to him. So I'll go ahead and do that. Kind of sit on that and see what it is. Chandler Stevenson, by the way, a man is just on fire. Man doesn't slow down. Um, if you're big on the Vegas Golden Knights doing something against Boston, then Chandler Stevenson gets there. Doesn't shoot the puck a ton. That's fine for $4,200. I'll live with that kind of uh production from here the one player that i will say at center that may interest me right is alex newhook right so colorado's without nazim kadri they're they're missing some pieces i have a feeling they're going to need somebody like they're going to need others to step up and you know newhook is in a good spot here that there's a lot to like about what he does and they're just going to need him to contribute right they need him to be part of that offense. I would have liked to see him on the top power play unit. It doesn't seem to be where he's going to play. We'll see if that gets updated as it goes. Um, but at least for me, if you're looking for some of that cheap Colorado exposure, New Hook is one way to, to go there. But for me, generally, I'll spend close to the 
probably try to get to the four, right? Somewhere in that $4,500 range for my centerman. There's usually some pretty good players. You can maybe get some get some value. If you can pay all the way down, like you mentioned, Pedersen and Trocek, fine, I'll go all the way down with 92. But I've started to pay up big dollars to players who play specifically on the wing and who specifically shoot the puck a ton. Uh, so your Max Pacioretty's of the world, your Kyle, your Kyle O'Connor's, your Timo Myers, your Victor Arvidsson. Not a great matchup for the right the LA Kings against Tampa Bay in Tampa. Uh, but all Victor Arvidsson does is shoot the puck. So I get him at a somewhat discount. $5,500 seems uh, kind of cool considering at the end of November he was $6,100 in a game against Anaheim. Again, the Tampa Bay Lightning are a good team. They're missing pieces. I don't think they're as good as people want to give them credit, right? They're a good team, yes. But are they elite? No. Uh, is Victor Arvidsson going to score tomorrow? I don't know. But I guarantee that he's going to at least try to fire the puck on goal. So that's the type of value that I want from him. That's what I'm looking for him. Uh, he's been close to value on nights where he doesn't get any points and he hits the shot bonus, which is something nice, keeps the floor elevated. Uh, so I started building my... DraftKings lineup, right? Kyle Cotter, Timo Meyer, and Victor Arvidsson there. And then I just started to piece in pieces around. Uh, and I was still able to build a pretty competitive lineup, and it includes Tristan Jerry in it. So, again, more than a ton of value on this slate to be able to get some of those high-priced uh, wingers into your lineup there. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, f- from my perspective, yeah, I'm in on, I'm in on Connor. Uh, I like Pavel Zaka at 4,600. You know, just given the New Jersey situation there against the Flyers, I think he makes some sense. Uh, Other guys, though, standing out, like, Puyarvi hasn't been good. Like, his price has been bottoming out. But he does have, I mean, he's got three points in his last five games. You just don't know what you're getting from him, though, from a floor. It might be one shot. It might be four shots. So um, my interest in him typically kind of fades away. Kasperi Kapanen at 3400 is a nice price. He's playing top line with Crosby. Uh, we forgot Evan Rodriguez. <laughs> I mean, apologies to Evan Rodriguez. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the last time he played Montreal, the man had only 12 shots on goal, right? And that was yeah. on the road in Montreal. So I can't imagine how this goes the other way. He put up an absolute stinker against Anaheim. Literally zero. Put up zero points, zero shots, zero block shots. Fat goose egg. Uh, his price tag still went up by $400 uh, on DraftKings. I remember when you could play him for 3 k uh, against the Habs. Fast forward here three weeks and he's $5,600 and I still feel like that's value for him. Yeah. I mean, the situation's good. The matchup's good. A lot to like there. Um, I mean, another guy I think is getting forgotten. Who's been playing really well. Oliver Wallstrom on the Islanders. Three, well, he's got four multi-point games in his last five. It's so hard to trust the Islanders. It, it is, but it's at 3,200 facing a Detroit team that's giving up like 4.15 goals a game. You could uh, almost I, use him as just a single bullet. Yeah, absolutely. Just and you can play get away him. with it. 
take the savings and and move on. Um, I mean, I guess like as bizarre as this sounds, like he had two points against New Jersey and his salary dropped by four hundred dollars. <laughs> it's kind of kind of like kind of wild when you think about it. You're like, oh, you've you had like that was his third, like that was his third straight game with two points. His salary since that game against Ottawa, right? He's had consecutive three consecutive two point games. His salary has dropped six hundred dollars. Yeah, in that time span. The like the pricing algo just just mailing it in right here, just saying ah doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I guess like, are, are you are you willing to buy into to everyone's favorite Australian hockey player Nathan Walker? He's got. Four goals in three games, five total points. I mean, it's not a great matchup against eleven shots in three games. He's played well. He's he's definitely played well. He's he clearly wants to uh, stay in the NHL, Um, so he's going out there and he's doing a lot of good things that you like to see young players do. Um, To me, I think the part that interests me the most is his time, right? Is his ice time. He's playing about 15 minutes a night, which is second line. Yeah, second line. Second, third, wherever you want to bounce him around here. Uh, Wherever, whatever you consider, you know, Braden Shen's line or whatnot. Well, Shen's Um, out as well. Shen Shen is out, yes. Um, I, I, I played a lot of on, when did I play it? Saturday. I played Ivan Barbashev, Pavel Buchnevich. Um, that kind of worked out, but that was against Montreal. So everything kind of works out against them. Um, I, I, I don't think Nathan Walker is a bad play. I think where you might be a little bit limited, right. Is obviously, you know, for now it's kind of worked out, but Dallas is a, Dallas is a tough matchup. Dallas is yeah. a tough matchup for St. Louis. Don't like how this game script might go for them. I think Dallas might just try to really suffocate them. Um, the Blues are not really a you don't look at them as this quick transition team either. Uh, they are missing a couple of pieces, so that doesn't really help them out very much. Um, I, again, as a stab, sure, you can have a Nathan Walker if you want to go all the way down that price point, but I wouldn't necessarily go stupid crazy trying to fit, you know, trying to fit him in. It's not going to cost you very much. I would actually flip on the other side here. I would look at playing Jason Robertson. I, that's the player that I'd want to target. It's been a little bit difficult for him here, right? Of late. And by difficult, I mean like he's not shooting the puck enough. But like, I'm not right. seeing enough volume from him. I'm seeing the points, which is good, right? He's got 11 points in 10 games. Got, you know, he's averaging a point per game. So people are saying, well, Chris, why are you complaining, right? Like, but again, you're like in DFS, you need players that are going to do things, right? They need to exist. Rupe Hints is out because it's that time of year again, right? He is. Just, it's been two weeks. So it's exactly like, right? Like, you know, tell me you play NHL DFS without telling me you play NHL DFS. It's monitoring Rupe Hints's, you know, status before lock. Right. So, uh, Jamie Ben has taken the center spot there. I'm not really convinced that Jamie Ben um, is anything that I really want to care about. So I'm just going to kind of like forget about him here. Right? He's got back to back games with five plus shots. It's kind of annoying, but what? Uh, yeah, um, like it, it'd be kind of cool if Jason Robertson could shoot the puck five times. That'd be kind of cool. But 
I, I think that top line is going to be very, very dominant. Even if they go up against O'Reilly's line, I'm not worried about the Jamie Benn, great player. Joe Pavelski, again, hasn't done much here of late. I'm a little bit afraid that he kind of takes it. I feel like just that line now has respectable players on it, right? Pavelski and Ben that are maybe taking away a little bit of value from Robertson. But I think if he can just lock it in there and just keep firing the puck, he he's getting the points, which is good. But at his, at his price tag, I need him to do more than just, you know, yeah, you need puck, more than this. right. You need- I, I, I need more than one points in games that he gets two points. He, he, like he's, he hits value, which is great. That's fine. Wonderful. But in games that he doesn't, you know, he had one game where he had a flat out zero against LA. So I can't afford that there. I'm also not giving St. Louis, like St. Louis here is ranked as like the, one of the top defensive teams or I'm not giving them that man. Like Charlie Lindgren was good against Montreal. Everybody's good against them. I think he's going to struggle a little bit more here. Um, Dallas again, good team. They can generate some, you know, particular offense. They're not going to shoot a ton, but they're going to do what they need to do. St. Louis is missing some pieces. Dallas is relatively healthy per se. Uh, You know, they're not as banged up as we think they are. So I, I would be okay with the Jason Roberts. Just, just him. Like forget Jamie, forget Joe. I don't want any of that. I'm not worried about Sagan, Gurionov or whatever else is skating on there. I'm just, I want Jason Robertson to do things, and that would be a nice Christmas gift for me. Fair enough. I mean, I, I like Robertson, but I agree that when the shots aren't there, you're really putting all, you're putting a lot of weight on him having to get points. And while sometimes when things are really going well, it seems like two points are easy to come by, but really, a player getting two points is really rare. Right, so like when you don't have any shots, you you're not getting anything else to help make up make up for that. It's like getting an assist and a shot just isn't hitting value even in the five k range. So uh, that makes I just want to point out that I traded for Jason Robertson in fantasy hockey about four days ago, um, and he's been struggling in the last two games. So I blame you for this. Hundred yeah. percent, my like my bad. Like that's. <laughs> That's a me problem here. I, I should have, you know, yeah, I should have done. Um, and then to round things out, just looking at defense. So, um, I mean, I, I think you start with Ekblad for me at least. If you're gonna pay up, um, I think paying up for Ekblad probably makes the most sense. He feels like. He hasn't been blocking as many shots lately, but he has been shooting shooting a lot. And Ottawa is really unpredictable. They go like, hey, look, we only get we shut out Tampa. And then, you know, the next night they might give up six. So like I don't mind taking a shot at Ekblad there. Um he will block shots as well, even if he hasn't done it recently. That's certainly well within his wheelhouse. Uh, I don't mind Latang either. Uh, going against Montreal, we know that you know the potential for him getting points is there. He's coming off a three; like he blocked three shots in his last game against Anaheim. Um, he's had a five-shot game in the last in his last four. So. You know, you could see a big point total from Latang, uh, and then I mean, Victor Hedman. He's kind of 
that jack of all trades type of guy too, right? I mean, uh, gets you some shots, who gets you some blocks, he gets you some points. So I think in the top range, those are guys I'm looking at. Um, Mid range, I mean, Devin Taves has been on absolute fire. Um, so continuing to to look at him, even with Makar, I mean, I think he's a guy who will consistently probably give you some shots and some blocks. Uh, and when a guy's got four multi-point games in his last five, I mean, it's hard to hard to pass that up. I'm gonna go straight to the bottom of the like the the bottom of the. DraftKings four there for for defenseman here, um, right, right. So we're gonna go with fan favorite David Savard, right? He's coming back yeah. into the fold here. He was relegated from his position in the in the Discord group. He's made he is like he is since being promoted to that top line with Ben Sherratt, like he's just blocking everything, just blocking everything. Um, right? He is just. He he's become a block shot king, which is fine. He's hit the block shot bonus now in the last four games, which is not surprising because the Montreal Canadiens have been poor, um, so they've had to go out and you know block a lot of shots. We used to get David Savard for under three k. We're having to spend a little bit more. Still good value because he doesn't have to like just the block shot bonus is enough to get him to value or a little bit above if he can muster in a shot there as well. Yeah. Um, right. If, if he gets a point, like shut the league down right so that's kind of where we're at with david savard so that's probably where i'm going i'm gonna go even lower than david savard here uh i'm gonna go towards ian cole um carolina here is dealing with some COVID, which means that they're gonna come out here and be not very good um, at playing hockey um there's a couple of like just you know players in that lineup right now usually carolina's defensive pairings are pretty good. Jacob Slavin and Ian Cole is the only matchup I would really trust um, with that. Ian Cole's come off the power play um, on that second unit. Ethan Bear's going to take over there. Jacob Slavin, that's his spot. It's his to lose, but there's nobody who's going to challenge him for that spot as long as Tony D'Angelo's out of the lineup. He's not ready to come back. So for me, I think this game is going to be a lot more of the Minnesota Wild dictating their pace they're at home they're healthy um the loss of sebastian ajo in my mind i think is a pretty big one except jarvis doesn't play either i don't think he even traveled there's a lot right that there's some holes in that lineup and they're and they might get exposed which means i expect minnesota to just if they're smart they're going to come out and really set the tone they're going to you know run this team they're going to skate them they're going to go hard and it's going to be really tough for them to keep up. So I'm expecting Ian Cole to have to work overtime tomorrow and block a ton of shots. Uh, let's see if he gets there. He got to value on Saturday um, because he got an accidental assist uh, against Edmonton. So that was kind of cool. Uh, that was enough to get there. We didn't see that against Vancouver, which is fine. Uh, again, you don't expect much from Ian Cole. You just expect him to do things. Um, he does have two points in the last five games for a player hovering around the, you know, twenty seven, twenty eight hundred dollars. Like one point gets you to where you need to be. So if he's doing that and if he can if, if he hits the block shot bonus, he gets you to value. That's all he needs to do. And this is yeah. a game where I think Minnesota generates enough shots like they can. Um, so I'm not. I'm not worried about them being able to do that. So I, for me, I'm going to go straight to the bottom. Again, I'm paying up for guys like Kyle Connor, Neil Meyer, Victor Arvidsson, 
right? Which is not even paying up for. And I want to play Tristan Jerry. So that means I got to cut somewhere. And that means old faithful David Savard has to come back in here. And Ian Cole's going to have to, you know, figure out a way to get, I don't know, six points. I'd say yeah. I get six points out of David. If I get six points out of Ian Cole, that's a win. That's a good night for me. I think another guy you can look at down in that that bottom space is Braden McNabb for yeah. Vegas taking on Boston. I mean, McNabb's got um, in his last five games, right? He's hit, you know, he's had three blocks in three of those five. Uh, gives you maybe a shot a game, but at twenty seven hundred, if you can get that block bonus. Anything after that's just gravy. Uh, so he's a guy I like, uh, who I've liked down in that low price range too. Because I'm, I mean, I'm typically using one of these guys every night, um, because it's just easier to hit value. Like Ryan Lindgren is also a guy who'll do that. Colorado's going to shoot a lot, so I can see Lindgren uh, being in a good spot to block shots. I uh, hit the bonus against Nashville. Uh, he only had two block shots the last game against Colorado, but I mean, that's pretty close. And again, at 2,700, you're not looking for too much. Um, so, and he's been pretty consistent. He typically is playing like 20 to 24 minutes a night because he's paired with Adam Fox. So, um, I think those are also some guys you can look at. Uh, I don't mind Ty Smith either. He has some offensive upside. Uh, he'll block some shots. He'll shoot it a little bit more. He's he's up at 3K. But, uh, yeah, definitely some lots of options down at the bottom of the barrel. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot in the mid-tiers, to be honest here, right? Like, um, you know. Not for the, me. Feast or famine, really, on defense, right? Like, either you're paying up for some of the top-skilled players that are in their positions, right? You mentioned them earlier, the Ekblads, the Hamiltons, yeah. the Hedmans of the world. I'd throw Adam Fox into that conversation. Uh, Adam Fox went through a stretch where he was just hitting the block shot bonus, and I don't know when he turned into a defensive specialist. Um, he's he's kind of come back down to earth here. He's only got three in the last three games. Um I, I I think that's if 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 that's true, like if he's out there blocking shots. Yeah, then I agree. Yeah, he's and I mean he's he's starting to like he 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 becomes a modern day version of Brent Burns, basically, right? Maybe without the goal scoring, but a player who shoots the puck a ton, blocks the you know shots as well, and can generate some points. Uh, basically, I, I was gonna say like a cheap version of Dougie Hamilton, but he's not cheap, uh, and Dougie Hamilton is still. I think capable of getting to where we think he can, but um, I think Adam Fox in that position, kind of one of those players that you can kind of say, okay, that's kind of gets forgotten here, right? Everybody's going to look at Colorado. Everybody's going to look at Kale McCarr. Everybody's going to look at, De- you know, Devin Taves. Well, like you said, De- Devin Taves has clearly earned his price tag here. Um, he's doing all those things that you love. So, a lot of people are maybe going to forget about him, and that's fine, which means A, we can get him at low ownership. Um, and that usually makes me quite happy. Yeah, I mean, the other guy that stands out to me that's kind of in that middle range is Noah Dobson. That's true. Uh, he's got three goals in his last four games. Um, yeah, I remember you can get Dobson for nothing. Yeah. Now he's out here being productive. He's still only 4,300. And, like, he'll – I mean, his last – look at his last game, right? 
a goal, two shots, two blocks, gets you 14 points. The game before that, a goal, four shots, one block. Um, the floor's there, right? Like, he's hit five shots in his last four games. Um, he's hit four blocks in his last yeah, in that game against at Detroit. So, uh, if you're looking for, I mean, somebody in that price range, I don't, I don't mind Dobson either. He was a lock in my playbooks for so often because he kept seeing top power play minutes without right. getting that production, and now he's getting it, right? right? Which is what we kind of need to see from Noah Dobson. We used to see him block shots or uh, get the you know, yeah. shot bonus. The shot bonus is kind of a little bit hard because the Islanders don't really generate yeah. kind of offense. They're only putting like 25 shots on. Yeah, you, know, night, you can't so. expect Dobson to get 25, you know, get five shots when the team's generating like 24, right? And you're like, well, that's a little bit of a high price to get. But he's doing all that, right? The scoring of the goals part is the great part here because that's like that's what you want, right? He's hit value here, depending on how you calculate it, for the last five games, um, right? Of those games, he's gotten obviously all points in them, but even without those points, if I take away those points, he almost pretty much still gets there, which is yeah. what you like to see, especially from a defenseman. So I 100% agree with you as well. If you're in that kind of that range where you maybe have a little bit of money here, um, Detroit, like you said, is bleeding. So I, again, I don't know how much you want to trust the Islanders, but well, it, it, yeah, it is a good you know. matchup. Um, and I think it's, He's a guy, you know, in that matchup, I'd be tempted if you were like, if you'd spent, if you'd already paid up for, you know, whether it be Makar or Hamilton or one of those top guys, right? Like, I'm not against fading like those guys and going like, you know what, I can use Dobson. I think I at four, you know, at his price, I can do a lot more. And then like, you've got a lot of money to play with to start saying like, all right, well, do I want to play? Like, do I want to use McDavid or Dreisaitl or Matthews or like one of these, like Patrick one of these top guys on the slate? Cause I probably have the money to do it now. If I went, you know, Dobson Savard or like Dobson, um, you know, McNabb, something like that. So, I mean, there's a, I mean, there's definitely definitely some different ways you can put it together to try to, you know, if you want to get into the top guys, you can always you can almost always save money on defense. It's, uh, it's definitely something. Yeah. Good to see Noah Dobson doing something. It's about time. I kept writing about him and going, ah, oh, here we go again. <laughs> yeah. Keep crossing it out and apologize i apologize in advance but i can't i can't quit noah dobson it's, well he's here now it's good to yeah, have him yeah enjoy it while you can because we all know it's doesn't always last for it yeah exactly it's not gonna you know it's not gonna happen yeah um anything else that you want to you want to note here chris i think we've pretty much gone through the full slate no oh, i think we've covered to play Tristan Jerry, right? I think we covered that. Yeah, I think yeah, I think we might have got that gotcha. one right off the top. There we go. All right. Well, uh we will get out of here then. So thanks for listening. Uh you should we should have another one of these out for the Thursday slate. Uh so come back, check that out. And uh as always you can find us in the Discord channel. Uh check out the playbooks. We've got the Thursday DK 
uh, games that we've been running. Um, so, yeah, uh, 